Hello everyone, this is Mark and welcome to Speak Brave Podcast. So excited that you could join us and spend some time with us. You truly, this is one of those special episodes. I can feel it. I can, I can sense it. I have my dear friend, good friend, uh, of course, John Morrow is the executive producer. And we also have a return guest that you may have recognized uh, from previous uh, podcast episode is Derek Lott. Derek, hey. Hey, good afternoon. Uh, welcome back. Thank you. And hi to everybody out in social media land. Yes. We don't say TV land anymore. That's out. That's right. <laughs> uh, that's right. It's the world, right? It's the media. That's it's right. a, so, SM. SM? Okay. I don't know. That means the same thing. But you got to be careful with these things, right? You got to make sure you, you right. say the right things. That's well, right. Derek, uh, welcome. Welcome Thank back. You. Um, you visited the show, I think, in March or just a few mm-hmm. weeks before that. And you were on your way in a speech contest in Toastmasters, right? You were talking about the release of your book, which yes. is Say It Well, right? Mm-hmm. It's doing really well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> right? So Say It Well, you're talking about the release of the book and also Toastmasters. So can you just tell us what has happened in your life since that first interview? Wow, where do I start? So much. It has been one of the most atmospheric years in my life so much transformation so much richness so many great things have happened I've also been challenged on every front but I'm alive I I feel all over I'm lit up like a like something that's just vibrating at a a high level I'm just energized and excited about what's happening in my life right now as it relates to uh, the book that we talked about last time the book has been out and it's going on almost a year And that book was birthed out of Toastmasters Mm -hmm. and how I could help Toastmasters be more effective in their communications. Mm -hmm. Well, at the time when we were speaking back in March, it was the early stages of the 2019 District 84 International Speech Contest. Right, yes. And I had my eyes set on gracing the District 84 stage. I'd never been that far in competition, Mm -hmm. and I wanted to get there. It was really important to me. And I may have told the story the last time I was here, I had written a speech the year before and disqualified myself because I went over on time. The night before the speech, I introduced a, a prop. Mm-hmm. I added a prop, but I never practiced with the prop. I figured, oh, I got this, it, I'll work it in, it is no big deal. The prop added 10 seconds. I went over 10 seconds. And was disqualified. That sucks, right? <laughs> oh, right? That's an understatement. But do, do you find that sometimes the challenges, the failures, the tribulations are truly are that trigger that takes us to the next level? I'd love to jump on that and say, absolutely. <laughs> but I can't say that. I'll tell you, when I lost that competition and there were great speakers I take nothing away from anyone else but I disqualified myself I took myself out of an opportunity because I was trying to be extra good I was trying to add a technique I was trying to I stepped out of being just me and I went for something commercial went for something that I thought would really bring it home for the judges and after I left I was so 
discouraged. I was, I felt defeated. It was, and all I could do, I, I had a three hour drive mm-hmm. back home from Jacksonville, Florida down to Tampa. I must have used every four letter word you can imagine. And you know me, I don't, I don't yeah. curse. No, I, don't. Don't. No, no, no. I was furious. I was angry. I was just, and I had no one to blame but myself. And I said, that's it. I'm done. This is a, put it over. That's okay. It's over. This isn't for me. It's obvious that I'm not supposed to be doing this. And that's what I did. I beat myself up for probably about two hours and 45 minutes. And in that last 15 minutes of the journey, that's where something happened. There was a voice. And I don't know how many of you have an epiphany and you hear a voice, but it was an audible voice. It wasn't like, huh? It was an audible voice. And the voice said, listen to yourself. Do you even believe what you say? And it brought me back to my speech. In my speech, I have this closing line that says, if you will have the tenacious fortitude to try and try and try yet again, you will have your victory. And here I was for the last two hours and 45 minutes, beating myself up, quitting, moving out, saying, no, 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 it's over. And I was just telling a room full of people to never give up. You want to talk about feeling like a hypocrite, ashamed of myself. Fortunately, there was nobody else but me and that voice. But it was really, really tough. Derek, I can relate. I, I think anyone who walks this earth can relate on coming up short for whatever reason. And I think it's interesting perspective that you have. It's a year, right? More than a yeah. year that has happened. Is that you have chosen, that I heard you say those words. I have disqualified myself. So you pointed at your heart, at yourself. I have created this. It's an interesting, it's, it's, I think it's a topic of self-sabotage, right? That's we sabotage ourselves a lot more than we realize. And aren't you tired of it? Well, I definitely aren't learned you? a powerful lesson from that. And I wasn't fully over it because the next year, I decided to give the same speech. I didn't change the speech. I said, you know what? I'm just going to give the same speech. And if it's not good enough, it's not good enough. That was my attitude. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't fully over that. There was a big, I don't know if you've ever experienced that self-sabotage, that disappointment, like someone stabbing you in your chest, ripping open. I was bleeding out. And that 365 days wasn't enough. I was still somewhat angry. But I had nobody to blame but myself. But I'm going to give the same speech, and if it's good enough, so what? And I go at the club level. I be, I, uh, I'm a runner-up. Mm. I'm a runner-up. And I thought to myself, are you kidding me? I'm going to wait another 365 days? You can forget it. I call me a quitter if you like, whatever. And the only thing that changed everything was a phone call. Derek, get ready for the next round. And I said, well, what do you mean? They said, well, the winner and the runner-up will be going on to the next level. 
huh, isn't that interesting? And I thought to myself, well, if this didn't win at club level, why in the world would it win at the next level? And that's where everything changed. I made a decision that I was going to write a new speech. A new speech. In two weeks. For area. For the, for for the area, next level. For the next, next level. level. Okay. And I wrote a new speech, and I sat with myself, and I said, I'm going to tell a personal story, which is something I don't like to do because I'm, I don't like being vulnerable. I don't like my personal story shared. I'm a pretty private person. If you know anything about the Myers-Briggs mm -hmm. Type Indicator or MBTI, right. Right. I am an INTJ, an introvert. I am highly reclusive. Mm -hmm. I don't want anyone knowing anything about me, but I was going to take a chance because it meant that much to me. And if I was going to win, I had to go there. And so I began to dig into my life. What were the stories that exposed some of the vulnerabilities? And I thought long and hard about the relationship with me and my granddad. Growing up, I never really interacted with him much until I was in my early 20s. And he was always working on his car. And, hey, granddad, how you doing? Hey, son, how you doing? And when I needed a car, I went to the expert. Yeah. I went to my granddad. Now I've got a reason to pull on his coattail yeah. and say, Granddad, yeah. I need yeah. you. And I was 21 years old. And I felt like a kid. And I said, that's the story. That's, that meant a lot to me. And the lesson I learned about him doing things with me so we could get to know each other. It wasn't about the quality of what we were doing. It was about the quality of the relationship we were building. And I took it for granted. Name passed away. And I had this hindsight 2020, right? right? All that was about building a relationship with me. It wasn't about, you know, me having a flashy car or something like that. It was it was about relationship. And that was the story. And in two weeks' time, I have written a story called Overalls and Thermal Underwear. Because my granddad always wore overalls and thermal underwear in the winter in the Chicago bitter cold. Right. And I can remember it like it was just yesterday. And he'd have his little lamp and he'd be out there all hours of the day working on his car. And that meant just the world to me to be able to tell that story. And so many people were touched by that story. And I was like, wow, I guess I can share a personal story, be vulnerable and be okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I find that uh, when we as communicators choose to truly open up, truly open up, and I know exactly what you mean, Derek. Um, a lot of times I have a chance to speak about my personal life and there's always an easy way out. There's always an easy way out. And easy way out is when you, when I say, okay, I will not go there because it's, it's too dark, it's too painful, it's also very embarrassing. And there's, a, there's this sense that we have in you know, with social media and with the professional accolades and a professional position that we'd like to maintain right, and build Absolutely. is that we don't want to embarrass ourselves. We don't want to go and reveal some things that led us to what it is now. We, we came out of the womb perfect just the way we are, right? but, right. It's not, but it's not the reality. 
Absolutely. And one of the things that I talk about with uh, people that I coach and with other mentors and other pros is that if you really want to make an impact and, and really touch your audience, if you are about to go on stage and you are about to vomit, puke, because <laughs> of the risk that you are taking in vulnerability. I think when you are about to do that, I think you reached your like sweet spot. Okay, I think you're in the right right spot. In your own mind, your your stomach is about to blow up, but in the minds and in the eyes and the experience of the audience, that is the real gold. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and I can't and thank you enough because as I was on that journey, once I wrote that story and moved past area, I asked myself a question, how do I want to go to the next level? Because I had started getting to that point where I had never been before. In the international speech contest, I had never gone to division and never had the opportunity to participate in district. But folks like you and Lisa Askew yes. had. And I came to you yeah. and we were in a room, I think it was right after the podcast. You gave yeah. me the opportunity yeah. to yeah. give you the story. And that story at that point was still rough around the edges. And I remember yeah. we talked a little bit about yeah. it. Yeah. And I took some things away from that. And I, I brought along another person that had had some success along their journey. And I looked for someone that could help me with vulnerability and how I could really bring that vulnerability out in my message. And I can't, I can't say enough about reaching out to people, but I was very selective. A lot of people may go out and get all the feedback that they can get. I was very selective. I wanted people that had walked the journey, that were expert at telling a story, at vulnerability, because they were going to accelerate my development. Because yeah. think about it, people work on speeches for months, years. Yeah. I had been at this thing for two weeks, and I had to accelerate that development path. And I went on to win the division, contest and there I was at the district right. stage so how was that can you tell talk to us um, I know that this podcast listened by many of the members who are Toastmasters but also people who have never heard of Toastmasters they like the topic they like the self-development uh, perspective of this podcast so talk to us what is it what is, how did it feel the whole experience and tell us you have a story of getting there right is that well, we talked, a little, we talked a little bit about that. I was, I've always been trying to figure out where I need to be spending my time. And on the day of competition, I made a decision, hey, I'm going to go to the National Speakers Association. They have a meeting this morning. And it must have wow. been like 8 to 12. And then I'll rush over. And it was in Tampa. It was in Tampa. <laughs> and I'll rush over to the competition that's later on that afternoon and, and compete. And I was already in Daytona. So wow. I was going to go from Daytona, drive to, to Tampa, Tampa, and then drive back. And I was committing. Oh, it, it was not even a second question in my mind. Mm -hmm. And... I had a, a conversation with one of my coaches or mentors who was there at the conference, and I spilled the beans of what I was intending yeah. to do. And she said, is that what's most important right now? And 
It was another vulnerable moment for me. Because in that moment, I had to ask myself, what, what was I really doing? NSA has a meeting every month, third well, Saturday of the month or something like that. What was most important and why were you doing that? You know why? I didn't think I could win. I didn't think I could win. Excuse hmm. me. Excuse me. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. I didn't think I could win. I, I, I just, you know, I want to hedge my bets. I want to hedge my bets. I wanted to, you know what, this doesn't work out, I'll go over here. And, and in that moment, I had to make a decision that I, I really wanted it. Do you, do you believe what you say out of your mouth? Do you want to be the District 84 International Speech Champion? Do you want it? I wasn't willing to say it until that moment when I got challenged. Derek, what are you doing? Do you hear how crazy? You have an opportunity of a lifetime here. You've done all this work. You've made yourself vulnerable. You've grown. You've done it. Just focus in and get this done. And I, I made the decision not to go to Tampa. And I used that time to work on my speech, practice, and yeah. just refine, get my yeah. head right yeah. for yeah. the delivery that was coming in the next few hours. I, I tell you, life and life's critical moments, that was a critical moment. Because if she wasn't there at that moment, at that time, I believe I would have been in Tampa and I would have been scurrying back to, to this competition and I wouldn't have had my mind together and I probably would have flubbed something or something catastrophic would have happened and I, the cycle would have repeated itself. Wow, Derek, this is just incredible. Truly incredible. I, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> I just, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in awe of realizing something for, about me through your story just now. Um, because a lot of times I came up in very high stakes situations. Mm -hmm. And I think what's important you said is you've done all the work. It's not that you phoned it in. It's not that you have not done the work, not... Uh, Planned it out, right? Yeah. Wow, my gosh, Derek, this is this this is truly is remarkable that you have shared this with me, and I think it will benefit a lot of people who are listening right now. Yeah, and and that story I haven't shared, and uh, I think it's fitting for folks that are listening in that we all have insecurities. Even the sharpest people that you see are scared rabbits behind the scenes. They. They have low self-esteem, lack confidence, but when it's game time, they'll put on a face and they'll get out there and do yeah. their thing. And um, at some point, though, there's a reckoning, and that happened for me at the uh, district conference. So I got way more out of this year's competition than winning on the stage. I won in life. You won in life, and um, wow. What, so what's what what has been happening in your life since? You, well, from one district international speech champion to another, right? Right. Right. right? We, we, there's this, you, it's you a, kind of, It's a very special feeling. It is. It, you, it takes a few weeks, it's right? It's like, it takes a few weeks yeah. until you realize there's no mailbox money, right? <laughs> like, there's oh, cards. Right, right. There's, it's like, okay, I, I, I'm, 
Okay, nobody's at the front door. Where's the paparazzi? Oh, okay, we're returning to life as usual. No, 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 right? So uh, for uh, probably 30 days, I just, just felt really good and was looking forward to potentially being considered for the contest at the World Championship stage. And that wasn't to, to be. I didn't mind it so much. I didn't, I didn't mind that so much because it was a little bit out of my control. And I had grown so much, I felt like if I want it, I can go get it. But I've got to believe I can go get it. The, the, you've got to speak what you want. You've got to say, I want this. If you ask a kid and you take him in a candy store and you say, what do you want? You don't know until he says, I want that. Now, unfortunately, he's going to go, I want that, and I want that, and I want that, and I want that. But as we get older, we realize we've got to have a little specificity in those things that we want. We can't have everything right now all at the same time. We have to pick our spots, and we we have to crystallize in our minds. We have to have that clarity that I'm at the right place doing the right thing at the right time. And that's, that's what's been going on for me. Can you repeat it one more time? Because this is really good. <laughs> so this is really good. The reason that I know it's good because I know it works. Yes. It works in my life several times. I have seen it work in, in people that I admire and worked with many times before. It's clarity, right? And it's, and yes, and it's right. can you feel this clarity? Like, can you feel this clarity? And you just, Absolutely. you... You live with it, right? You live with it. You dedicate your your life to it, right? I Absolutely. mean, to that clarity, Absolutely. right? To that to that goal. Absolutely. Do you feel that this type of clarity is truly is one of those things that you feel really free as a human? As a as oh, a sure. like like do you know like Absolutely. deep down this Absolutely. is how you really meant to live? Absolutely, because the part you mentioned about freedom. Because I don't have to look at what John's doing or what Mark's doing. I've got clarity about what I'm doing. I'm in the right place at the right time, doing the right things with the right people. Yes. That's what success is. Success isn't a material gain. I think John and, and the three of us were talking about it just before we kicked off this podcast is that you know, prosperity and the things and all of that. It goes way beyond that. Success is the realization that I am on a journey. I'm on a worthwhile pursuit. That's the success. It's the process. Not the things. The material things are nothing. The material things come and go. However, they are witness. As I hold that trophy up in the sky, coming off that stage, that possession is a witness to the hard work that I've done. And if I keep keep continuing to do that, there'll be another trophy maybe, or maybe there'll be another stage graced. But the ultimate reward are the people whose lives are touched. So the things are not what you're after, it's what the things represent on the journey to doing things meaningful and worthwhile. Yeah. Uh, Derek, if you, I don't know if, if you recall now, when we had our interview earlier this year, you, of course, it was March, right, 2019. This is uh, late September, mm-hmm. the way we record it now. 
you have said very clear, and I, I will always remember this because you said it, and it, was, it just made sense. You said, I put in all this work, all this focus, all this determination, all this discipline, and this book came out. Mm-hmm. And this is what you said next. Now that this book is done, I can hold in my hand, I see, I feel, I expect what's possible next. That you have said that. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, at that time, you had no idea, right, the, like, the journey you would take. But isn't that interesting that at that time, like, you got this book out, you, you tested it, the, the, it came out into the world. It was part of your journey. It was part of your thoughts, part of your mind, part of your wisdom. Yeah. Now we have, you have achieved this uh, accolades, and truly it's a remarkable achievement. I know. Thanks. I've done that too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it truly is amazing. Yeah. So now, what's now? Well, like you said, it's definitely been a dream come true, one, to speak on the District A four stage and, and emerge victorious, but also to have a book that describes what I think are the three most important things when it comes to being a conversationalist, mm-hmm. what you're talking about, your content, how you package it and prep it, and then how you tailor it. Those are kind of the important things, and I've used that as I mentor folks that come into Toastmasters. I think storytelling and vulnerability are things we all have to mature at because it all depends on our ability to open up and being open to open up. And sometimes that takes a little while to to get there. But when I wrote Say It Well, it it was, I just want to get it down. But seeing what was possible out of it, I want to announce that uh, Say It Well is now being translated, or it's already translated, into Spanish. And it's being proof now. I don't speak fluent Spanish, so I had to ask someone to help me proof it and get it ready. But I think about the communities in Florida, especially, that have English as a second language and who can benefit from understanding how to deal with content and get it organized and deliver it for their chosen audience. I would have never thought that was coming down the pipe. And so even though I have clarity, mm-hmm. and even though I have a very specific path and a niche that I've carved, I'm open to possibilities. Case to case, we used to say, have your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. Well, that's it was amazing. It was amazing, right? I, I remember Casey Kasem listening all over the world. All over the world. Like, but that statement, think about that. Stay planted, but never lose sight of the possibilities and keep reaching. What is the best way that audience and prospective tribe members can contact you, work with you? Where can they find you? For content, hit me up on my website, DerekCLot.com. And there, if you join the mailing list, as we go into this fourth quarter of preparation for 2020, you'll start to receive a lot of the tools and different insights on how you can make 2020 your best year yet. Follow me on social media, on Instagram, at Derek C. Lott. I'm very active on Instagram these days. It's just turned out to be a channel that I 
really gravitate to. Yeah. Facebook, not so much. I do have a Facebook page. It's under the same name. You mm -hmm. can look me up there. I do have some things there and a, and a page. Uh, but those would be the main ways, and I am on Twitter as well, under the same name, Derek C. Lott. And uh, I look forward to feedback on this podcast. Please reach out to me, DM me. I love getting feedback, and I'm pretty responsive. I make that part of my personal brand to be responsive. Right. Thank you, Derek. Thank you for coming today and for sharing about what you're working on. And we will record again, uh, hopefully in 2020, and to have some updates, some uh, revisions and maybe some additional insights. Thank you everyone for joining us. Thank you, John. Thank you, Derek. Thank you everyone who listened and spent this time with us. It's precious. It's precious time for you and for us. Don't forget to speak brave and we'll see you next time.